Everything was so much easier before your child became allergic to peanuts or berries or seafood, right? And it's even more complicated when they're in school. Well, if you're wondering about how to safely address your child's food allergies at school this year, this podcast is for you. Welcome to our health podcast. I'm Deborah Howell, and we are here today with Dr. Sharon Yee. Dr. Yee is board certified in internal medicine and allergy and immunology. She practices with allergy and asthma consultants of Rockland and Bergen counties and is an affiliated physician with Montefiore Nyack Hospital. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Yee. Hi, Deborah. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have this interview with you. Me too. So let's jump right in. What exactly is a food allergy? So food allergy is, it's an immune reaction that the, the body experiences uh, to certain protein allergens uh, of foods. And so the most common food allergies are eggs and milk in kids. And then the third most common food allergy in, in adults and children are tree nuts and peanuts. Mm-hmm. And then the other uh, more common food allergies are the shellfish, fish, wheat, soy. I even have a friend who's allergic to all fruit. Right. So that is actually another interesting type of allergy. It's not a real food allergy, but it's the it's certain fruits, even nuts and vegetables, look like pollen to the body because the chemical structure of the, the raw fruits and nuts um, have a similar structure to uh, the pollen allergen. So it's almost like you're eating, the body thinks you're eating pollen, and that's why people, some people experience oral itching, even tongue swelling or hives on their face when they eat these fruits and vegetables. But usually if you eat in the cooked form, so let's say you have an allergic reaction to apple in the raw form, but when you eat an apple pie, you're fine. You're mm-hmm. usually fine with an apple pie. <laughs> My doctor said I have to eat the apple pie. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Now, if you suspect that your child might have food allergies, what's the very first thing you should do? So, of course, you have to, if you want to see a doctor, preferably an allergist, to have food allergy testing. And, you know, if you do suspect a food allergy in in a child or your child, you don't want to avoid because studies have shown that avoidance actually increases your risk for developing a food allergy. In fact, um, older pediatric guidelines didn't recommend introducing nuts into a children's diet until their age of three or four years old. It's believed that because of that, now we have a more, um, there is more of a prevalence of peanut allergy in children because of the uh, avoidance, the long-term avoidance. And what are these tests like? So testing is actually pretty simple. It doesn't require needles. Kids and, you know, um, always are fearful of injections and needles, but it does not require any needles. We call it skin prick testing. So it's almost like I I tell my patients pokey tickles where (laughs) it's like a toothpick that scratches the surface of the skin. So it doesn't entail any bleeding at all. Excellent. So really there's no recovery period after the test. They can go right back to school the next day? Definitely. And in terms of the testing, it's a very simple test. It only takes 15 minutes. And you know, a positive testing result will entail some itching and swelling at the side of the allergen. But, it, you know, within the hour, the skin actually recovers and, and, the, and the person's fine. So my sister was allergic to a bunch of stuff. And they, what they did was they taped everything in her house to her body. Like 
a fork and a knife and, you know, aluminum and, you know, part of her leather bag that she was carrying around. That That's an extreme situation? Um, yeah, so that's another type of allergy. So we call that contact dermatitis or an allergic type of uh, eczema or eczematous rash. So that in, that's a, that's a um, I call it like a chemical allergy, and that's how you do a chemical allergy test, which is through a test called patch testing. So that she I had see. something called a patch test completed. Nothing to do with food allergies. No. Okay. So I think some people are freaked out a little bit about getting tested because they think, you know, it might have to be an extreme thing like she went through for days and days. And it, it sounds like this is much, much easier. So now a diagnosis has been made. What are some of the treatment options or behavior patterns that can help your child? So first, most importantly, you have to, you know, discuss with the parent the anaphylaxis plan. So, you know, in the anaphylaxis plan, you want to, you know, we have to identify the food that the the child or the individual is going to be avoiding, and then what symptoms to to look for. So we go over the the different symptoms to look for uh, for allergic reaction, and then the uh, then the treatment. So usually for mild symptoms of oral itching, even hives, a little bit of lip swelling, it's Benadryl is the treatment, uh, epinephrine or an EpiPen. Or another um, epinephrine pen called AVIQ is recommended for a more severe allergic reaction, which entails uh, difficulty breathing, throat swelling, wheezing, chest tightness, even dizziness, which is a signal that the blood pressure is dropping. And this is these are all symptoms of like a serious allergic reaction we call anaphylaxis. Got it. Now. When they're in school, it's different because when you're at home, you know your whole routine. And if there's a problem, you can use the pen. Uh, and it's also tougher to avoid those foods that your kid is allergic to when they're at school. What are some of the ways we can safely address food allergies at school? So communication is definitely key, especially with you know the school nurse, even the teacher. You know, it's always good to have a lot of the New York schools will provide students with a anaphylaxis worksheet that needs to be completed by the doctor. And so I think, you know, nowadays since food allergies is more, is, you know, more prevalent and people more aware, there's more awareness that, um, you know, schools are, schools are willing to work with parents and um, there are, um, you know, peanut or tree nut free tables at school or food allergy tables at school. Um, you know, you have to educate your child, you know, what foods may contain their allergen. And children are pretty smart these days. They know what to avoid. So, you know, um, it's just about teamwork and communication. Do kids sometimes get bullied because of their food allergies? So it's definitely an issue. Yes, children do get bullied at school. Um, but, you know, another thing to note that is some people are so, people have this misconception that Touching a peanut will, <clears throat> will you know, put the kid into anaphylaxis. Mm-hmm. But that's actually a misconception. Touching a food that you're allergic to really should not cause a severe allergic reaction. Ingesting the food is the only way that you that one should have a, a severe allergic reaction. So you know, let's say in school, a kid's throwing peanuts at, at a kid. Yeah. That you know, um, I mean, of course, that's not a good thing. But at the same time, you know, parents shouldn't be like 
you know, um, or even teachers, or the kids themselves um, should be worried or fearful that they had peanuts thrown at them and they're going to go into allergic reactions. So that's that's not true. Or if they touch a shrimp. Or if they touch a shrimp, right, or they have peanut butter put on their face. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, the things kids think of. Well, as you say, right. education is the key both in the school classroom and in the lunchroom as well. Right. No, definitely. And so the kids know to stay away from the brownies with the nuts in them. And, you know, that again, education is at home. Um, are there resources at school for these kids um, in case a child has a situation at home where they're not going to get that training? So I know the New York State government has has advised almost all New York schools to, um, you know, have EpiPens. Um, so I'm not sure, if, you know, I think a lot of the New York schools are training their school teachers also how to use the EpiPen in case a, a child is having an allergic reaction. So I, there is a lot of awareness now. So, you know, in terms of other resources at school to help kids with food allergies, I think the, New York, the government... It, you know, itself is also aware and, you know, passing regulations um, to help kids with food allergies. Okay, so the lunch menus are prepared with that in mind? Um, You know, I'm not sure if the lunch menus are prepared with them in mind. Um, I still hear that kids are offered, you know, kids with, you know, there's pizza at school. There's still, I'm sure, kids who bring peanut butter at school. Um, So... No, it's not completely, you know, um, 100%, but it makes it difficult also for the kids who don't have peanut allergies as well. So even though there's awareness, I don't think it's fair for the kids who don't have food allergies not to be able to eat certain foods. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? So I guess the best thing is to pack the lunch, right? So for kids with food allergies, ideally the best thing is to pack a lunch, yes. All right, and then I would also say, Venture in and meet that school nurse on day one, you know, when September rolls around. Introduce your child. Make sure she's, she or he is familiar with that nurse and feels comfortable going to that nurse if, you know, if they have a problem. And, uh, you know, kick the school year off on a positive that way. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, you know, I said before, communication is key. And, you know, um, you know, most schools are equipped with EpiPens themselves. I know some schools request extra EpiPens be kept in school just for um, the individual kids. But a lot of schools are just, they have stock EpiPens at the school, which actually makes it nicer, you know, in terms of even cost, EpiPens are not cheap. So sometimes it's not practical to have an EpiPen for each child in the school. Mm -hmm. You know, a stock EpiPen is ideal. Well, we want to thank you so much, Dr. Yi, for taking time out of your busy day to be on the podcast today. We really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Deborah. I hope people, you know, are more aware now of how to manage food allergies. And, you know, thank you. Well, we thank you. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of our Health Talk podcast. Head on over to our website at montefiorenyack.org to get connected with one of our providers or go to www.rballergy.com slash dr-sharon-yee.html. If you found this podcast helpful, please share on your social channels and be sure to check back in soon for the next podcast. Have yourself a terrific day.